This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Welcome back, Star Wars fans, to Coruscant Radio Underground, presented by thesciencefictionary.com. I'm Andrew. I'm here tonight with Marisha. Hey, everybody. And David. Hey, everyone. What's going on? And it is, we're about four hours away from episode one of season two of The Mandalorian dropping on Disney+. And so we wanted to take a few minutes and we're going to go on the record tonight with our predictions and our hopes for this coming season. Uh, as far as we've had a lot of rumors about characters showing up, uh, which could really affect where the series is going, in my, in my opinion. And so we just wanted to take a few minutes to have one last conversation about The Mandalorian before we actually see it. Uh, first of all, I mean, I, I guess everybody here really enjoyed the first season. Yes. Yeah, best Star Wars thing Disney's made. Absolutely. And I, I really enjoyed some of the Star Wars things that Disney has done, but this one just, yeah, it was just almost perfect. It's the Star Wars show I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, back whenever... They were first saying there's going to be a Star Wars show back 15 years ago. It was a lot longer than that. Me and your dad, David, were Mm -hmm. having conversations about a Star Wars TV show in 1997 when we were in (laughs) high school. (laughs) That's great. I mean, because that show was rumored for a couple of years, and then the year after we graduated, we got The Phantom Menace. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, by the time we graduated, we knew The Phantom Menace was coming. Um, but with that went the, all of the TV show rumors. And then every five years or so, there'd be some rumblings about a TV show, and it just never came to fruition. But yeah, it's it's the TV show, it's the Star Wars TV show that, that we always wanted. That, I mean, that's exactly what it is. And it's just as great as we always hoped it would be. Yeah. I mean... How rare is that for something to be hyped for decades and hinted at and thrown around and for it to get here and it's as good as everybody thought it was going to be? Almost never. That's true. Um, That's true. So, David, I'm going to go to you. Probably going to go to you a good bit here because Marisha and I, because it's been a while since you've been on this show. You're usually on the science fictionary podcast with us, but you had not been on this one as much. Um, hopefully we can start getting you back on here more, but especially with the Mandalorian coming out, cause we're definitely going to be wanting to talk about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the, I don't know how well you followed the rumors, but we've kind of talked about a lot of the rumors on the show, but we hadn't had a chance to talk with you about them. Um, have, are you up on kind of some of the rumors about who may or may not appear in this season? And um, it, I mean, I know about all the rumors about Ahsoka and, and Rex and um, all the casting of like who all the potential castings of like is Rosaria Dawson. That's her name, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Going to play Ahsoka and stuff like that. 
Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very um, familiar with that. Is there anything else that I'm that I'm missing? Uh, um, I would say that the well, we also have some rumors about Sabine Wren, for also okay. from Rebels. Um, yeah. we have rumors regarding Boba Fett. Oh, right. I have heard a couple rumors about Boba Fett. Um, you know, we've got a few actors that have been rumored. A lot of them have kind of gotten forgotten about, but, um, are there any of those that you would really like to see show up or some of them that you might not want to see show up? (sighs) See, the, the real child in me wants to see Boba Fett show up so badly, but then another really big part of me is kind of like, leave Boba Fett out of it. This is not his story. He's not the Mandalorian. Mando's the Mandalorian. You know, it's kind of, it almost feels like it'd be a bit, there's a part of me that kind of feels like they could really screw that up if they had Boba Fett. If he appeared for too little, then it's stupid. Why was he there? If he appeared for too long, then he's... Mm-hmm. taking over um if they did that just right of course i'd want to see boba fett again i, I i'd lo- i'd love to hear rumblings about a mandalorian that somehow made it out of the sarlacc pit mm-hmm. right because uh, at this point um i don't know if that's even canon i don't know if they ever brought that back into canon no um, currently the last thing we know about boba fett in canon is that he went into the uh, sarlacc pit yeah and died Right. So, you know what, that'd be really cool to know. You know, now that I'm sounding it out, I would like to at least see Boba Fett or hear about Boba Fett or something that says that he survived the pit. Um, that would be really awesome. I think that would be a really big thing for fans of Boba Fett. Like, thank you. At least you gave us that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been wanting to see a live action uh, Ahsoka for years. Um because I've been watching Clone Wars. I, I watched Clone Wars whenever I was very little. Uh, very little. That sounds like I was like two. I, you know, like you know, like seven or eight or whenever right. that was first coming out. Um, and then I stopped for a while, and then I picked it back up uh, when this new season was coming out. And she's she's one of the. Um, I mean, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say she's one of the most beloved characters uh in all of star wars at this yeah. point um one of the biggest fan bases i think she's an incredible character with an incredible story and arc and i'd love to see her brought to live action if either by rosaria dawson or the voice actress behind her who has said for years that she would love to play her live action i right. think they could do either one of those very well I-, I would absolutely love to see that uh and i'd also love to see rex more and uh, ahsoka and rex more than i'd like to see boba fett I think that Ahsoka and Rex could fit right in. I think that that would be incredible to see Rex and Ahsoka live action. Um, It would really make my heart so happy. They just have to play it very carefully as to not make it an Ahsoka show because that's the one that you really easily could accidentally slip into. She steals all the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think you play this. I think you have the same danger with fat yeah exactly mm-hmm. that's the same danger with fat i just think a bit more so with ahsoka because based on current though, like recent history yes yeah especially because also like ahsoka is actually like 
the more fleshed out character of the two. Correct. She was the she'd be the one who shows up who probably has the most like she she's the one who you could easily give a show to right now just herself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I could see them kind of backdoor piloting her uh in The Mandalorian. Honestly, I see that as a possibility. Um and sort of like I could see her showing up and then a day later after Twitter blows up about how freaking happy they are, we get announced that there's going to be an Ahsoka show. Um, yeah. I feel like that's something Disney would do. Um, and that would be awesome. I'd love to see that. Yeah. And I think that you're right. Um, that's always the risk. I think in a show like this and bringing in established characters is you run the risk of it becoming the Boba Fett show or the Ahsoka show or the whatever, you know, whatever that character is, um, you know, we, we just want it done well. So as not to distract from the main story. Right. right. And I, I don't want to distract and, and And also another thought that, that comes to mind is that the Mandalorian season one did a great job of just building the universe with new characters. Yeah. Um, in a really cool way that I, I really appreciated. Um, it's a huge universe. Uh, let's just expand upon it. You don't need to bring in old characters to make a show. Uh, let's bring in, let's, let's come, let's create some new ones and create some new planets and worlds to explore. Absolutely. Um, which they did a great job of. I'm happy they didn't do that in season one. Now that we're in season two, now that you've proven that you don't need these other characters. Well, that and you, you established this character and you gave him room to breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So he has a lot less chance that he's going to be like overshadowed. Right. And mm-hmm. also you've proven that you don't need these established characters to make a good show. Right. So now you're allowed to bring them in. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's like, it's like proving that you're not a drug addict. So now you can have some Advil to help your headache. Like it's, you get what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. Right. Once you've, you know, we know that you don't need these characters to make a good show. Exactly. So now you're allowed that. It's like Tony Stark telling Spider-Man, if you need the suit, <laughs> if you're nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay for them to bring in these characters now. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. It, it is in the same way that I think they Ahsoka didn't show up until what season three of Rebels. Yeah, I think so. Um, Maybe and, two. Yeah. So, which is you know kind of I, I kind of expect them to go sort of the same direction with this. Um, you know, to, and especially I I hope that if they give Ahsoka to us, they do it in you know, just a little bit. Yeah. Well, I I think the story they're telling, one of the brilliant things they're doing, and George Lucas did this with the originals, and and him and Dave Filoni did this with Clone Wars, is you're telling the story of these characters right here in front of you, Mm -hmm. but they're set against the backdrop of this much bigger story. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the problem with the prequels were guilty of it a little bit, but not nearly as bad as the sequels at times where it's like, we're telling the story, but the backdrop is just not that interesting. Mm -hmm. And 
It's it's like so your story's fine, but it's it's and it's not that it's bad. It's just it's different. But they have taken this Mandalorian story and they've taken these two groups of people, the the uh, Jedi or just Force users in general, mm-hmm. and the Mandalorians. These two former great groups that are now in both in hiding. And so this backdrop they've set it against is that these people are in hiding and I hope that it's like, how do they emerge from the shadows? Like this series of events that allows them to begin to return to their former glory. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's the backdrop, then I, I still say it makes a lot of sense for, I, d- I don't need characters just showing up to show up. Right. You know, I don't need like Dr. Zuvio showing up in, um, in Rogue One mm-hmm. in Ponda Baba. It's like, oh, cool, those guys. Right. But it's like, we've written, you know, it's like almost a bit much. Yeah, it was like, it's almost stretching a little bit. Right. Just, mm-hmm. just to put them in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so I don't need them to show up just to show up. And so I don't need characters who don't make sense. But so far, so Sabine, um, who else is rumored? We have Sabine, Ahsoka, uh, Bo-Katan, mm-hmm. um, and Boba Fett, or I guess the four big ones that are rumored. And Rex. I, well, Rex was kind of rumored. That was really tied to the actor mm-hmm. who seems to be, by all accounts, playing Boba Fett rather than Rex. He could show up and play both. That mm-hmm. still works. Yeah. Um, granted, they'd have to age him up for one of them. Right. You know, he can't play both because they shouldn't both look just alike at this point. Unless they're going to age up or age down or, or something. But the, the the great thing about those characters is if what they're searching for, which all the trailers lead us to believe the Mandalorian has been charged with taking the child back to his people. Mm-hmm. This group of sorcerers who used to be the enemies of mm-hmm. the Mandalorians. Well, of course that makes sense for Ahsoka to show up. Right. And then the other three, if we're telling the story of the Mandalorians and what their future is going to look like, the last two people to wield the Darksaber, mm-hmm. and then this mysterious figure who may or may not actually be a Mandalorian. Right. Um. In the most recent trailer, Fat even says, "If we can, you know, these these the Jedi they, or these these sorcerers were the enemy of the Mandalorian. If we can seek out other Mandalorians, maybe they can help us on our way." Yeah, yeah, uh, Dinjarin. You said Fat. Fat says. Oh no! Yeah, Dinjarin says. Yeah. That. You know, if we you know if we seek out yep. other Mandalorians, they can help us on our journey. So mm-hmm. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I'm okay with them showing up. What I don't need it to become is this revolving door of guest appearances. Yeah, and I mean, like I've said before, you know, Dave Filoni and um, John Favreau have really proven that they have a plan. And that 
they're doing good things. It's kind of like I, like David was saying in the last science fictionary episode, I trust Marvel. That's about how I feel about the people making the Mandalorian right now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like whatever they do is going to be a good thing. But I still have, you know, of course, still have opinions about what I think the best thing is, naturally, me and my infinite wisdom. <laughs> um, so, Marisha, are there... I, we've already kind of had the conversation, but, like, if you had to pick one of those five rumored characters to show up, which one would it be? Which one do I think it will be, or which one do I hope it will be? Both. All right. Um... I think we see Boba Fett before it's all over because I thought as soon as there was a mysterious figure with the spurs and the sound over Fennec Shan's body, uh, and I don't think she's dead either, personally. I think that she comes back. Um, But I thought at that point we were going to see Boba Fett before the season was out. And when they didn't follow up on that, I firmly believe that we will see Boba Fett at some point this season. Okay. So you believe that one. Which one do you want to see most? I want to see Ahsoka for about 30 seconds. Is that enough, though? Yeah, I want to know that she's out there. I want to see a hologram of her. But um, I don't want this to be the Ahsoka show at this point yet. I'd like to see the Ahsoka show someday, but not today. Yeah. So, David, same question to you. Like, which one do you want to see and which one do you think is most likely? They can be the same. Most likely is probably Fett. Um, you know, now that I think about it, the truth is this show is probably originally pitched as a Boba Fett show. It, it, it was. It was. Absolutely. It absolutely was. Um, when John Favreau originally pitched it, in his head, he was writing Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And For sure. He was, and because and, Dave Filoni talked about it, having to say, well, you know, y- this can't be Boba Fett. Like, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Which I, I'm I'm happy that it turned out that way, because now you have Din, who is an, another great addition to mm-hmm. the the just characters in Star Wars and a great Mandalorian and, and is really, I think, at the end of the day, going to be a real fan favorite. Um, when all is said and done. So I'm happy it turned out that way. But, I mean, John Favreau, one of these days, is going to put Boba Fett in this show. Yeah. Um, it, it's, if it doesn't happen this season, it'll happen the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very likely to be Fett. Who do I want to see? Who? It's a toss-up between Ahsoka and Rex. I'd have to say Rex, because Rex is that character who has stuck with me for years and years, even when I wasn't watching Clone Wars, I was thinking about Rex. I was thinking about um, if we'll ever get to see Rex in live action. Will Rex somehow show up in this next movie or whatever? Will Rex be... Whenever the, the sequel trilogy was coming out, my thought was like, will we get a cameo and it's like an old clone fighting and he's Rex, you know, like something like that. I think that would have been awesome. I want to see a live action uh, Rex. I really, really do. That's a mm-hmm. character that has just stuck with me all these years. Um, and that I think would just be so freaking badass to see live action. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, I, the answer to both questions is Boba Fett. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, as an old, you know, as an original trilogy fan first, that's where I started with Star Wars. You know, especially with Empire Strikes Back, Fett was just the coolest. Yeah. And then all your... Uh... And then all of the great stuff we had in Legends. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's Fett. For me, it makes a lot of sense. I think they added some things in Clone Wars that make you really wonder, like, exactly who the Fets were that make this a great place to for him to show up and maybe to answer those questions. Yeah. Um, in fact, even if that doesn't show up, I would like for them to somehow squeeze in answering those questions about who he was. Even if it turns out that someone else, which is also rumored that Cobb Vanth from the Aftermath trilogy could be the one wearing Boba Fett's armor. Um, now, part of me is still skeptical of them bringing any anyone from the Aftermath trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, I mean, I kind of just hope that they will just complete what J.J. Abrams basically already did and anybody brought over from the Aftermath trilogy is killed off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, J.J. pretty much effectively killed off everybody from the... You're not directly on screen, but like through the narrative, they're gone. They're done. They're all dead. Yeah. Even the one that he created. I mean, he created Snap Wexley. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. I mean, JJ did. and yeah. But it, Aftermath did the, the whole story and it was like, bye-bye. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, for me, the answer to both is Boba Fett. I think he both makes the most sense and is the one that I would be most excited to see on screen, whether it be in opposition to Din Djarin or helping him through something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so sorry. I forgot the name, but what's the name of the character who's the ripoff Han Solo uh, in the video games? Dash, Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar. Um, can we please? He's dead, right? We don't know. We don't know that. Actually, well, the Dash Rendar stuff is not currently canon. Right. That's what, okay. Yeah. Because in the previous canon, he he died by like sacrificing himself, didn't he? Well, they like never. Sacrifice. He disappears. He okay. does. He he does this thing like to saves everybody, and mm-hmm. there's like no wreckage. There's no body. There's it's left open ended as to whether or not okay. he just disappeared. Well, or, let's see Dash Rendar. Yeah, no, that would be, as far as people that haven't been rumored. That's who Zachary Levi's been uh, lobbying to play, isn't it? Yeah, somebody asked, da- uh, awesome. asked Zachary Levi who he would like to play in Star Wars, and he said Dash Rendar, like with no hesitation. Um, oh, I would pay money to see Zachary Levi's knock off Han Solo. I mean, would that not be the greatest thing ever? Yeah, no, I mean. That's, that's great. Um. So, yeah, I mean, there are some other characters we could have show up here. Uh, I think we've named a lot of the most likely ones or the ones that have been rumored. I really don't think all those people are showing up this season. I think that they will all show up eventually. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. We've got all these rumors, and, you know, they're fixing to start filming season three in December. Mm Mm-hmm. So some of these rumors may not even be associated with season two. Yeah. It's true. Because the, the casting has all been so mm-hmm. on top of itself because yeah. they're, they're filming so quickly now. That's a good point. Um, 
Let's see. What else? Is there anything else Star Wars to talk? So, uh, next question for the record. Is Moff Gideon Force-sensitive? Ooh. Nah. Have we ever seen a non-Force-sensitive character do anything besides slit a tauntaun open with a lightsaber? Everybody that's ever wielded the darksaber has been, except for Maul, has been a non-Force user. All the ones we've seen in, in the story. Oh, that's true. You're right. You're right. Because Sabine's not forcing. So it well, seems well. Um, because the Empire was really in the business of turning force users into inquisitors and other things. Probably not right. as much looking to turn them into military personnel. They had other uses for them. So I'm going with no. For that reason, but it would be interesting. I mean, well, is there? How do we know that he's not basically an inquisitor? That's the thing we don't. That's true. He could be. We've never seen inquisitors with a military rank, but I guess that doesn't mean that it couldn't happen. We've never seen aliens with uh, with rank in the Imperial Navy until Thrawn. So that's true. Um, I tend to think that he's not a force user. However, the next question is, have you seen the trailers, David? Um, I, I only saw one trailer, the one with Sasha Banks in it. Yes. Okay. So that actually works because that's the one I was going to ask you about. The cloaked figure played by Sasha Banks. Oh yeah. Who or what is she? Uh, <clears throat> if we didn't see her and like, if we, if we just knew she was going to be in the show, but we didn't see her, I'd honestly think that maybe that she could be Ahsoka. Like I could totally see her as Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. I know that would be like enraging all of the diehard Ahsoka fans. If they just casted this random wrestler as her, but for some reason that just works in my head, mm-hmm. but who is she or what is she? Uh, just with the small bit of context that we got, I'm thinking maybe she is, I mean, she's wearing a dark cloak. So the cliche, the cliche thing is to say, you know, that it's like a, some sort of like dark force user Mm. or some kind of, uh, I think that's the most, even, yeah, I could see her being, Mm-hmm. I I agree with you one hundred. Being a sister, yeah, I I agree with you one hundred percent on that. Um, my my thought on that has always been that Din Djarin is going out there. He doesn't know the difference between a Sith and a Jedi, right? He's still talking about this group of sorcerers, right? So yeah. you know what's interesting is there's a lot of people like recently in in some of the new lore that I've read and experienced there are, there are characters who don't know the difference between Sith mm-hmm. and Jedi and, and their mind. You have a lightsaber mm-hmm. you and, and you know, that what comes to mind is, um, uh, the, um, the, the, the chick from, uh, Clone the, Wars? the Jedi game. 
Oh my, I can't think of it now. What was the what was the Jedi game called? Oh, Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, the chick from Jedi. What was her name Marin? I think uh, yeah. from Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, um, it was one of the Night was, Sisters. Um, yes, yeah, so one of the Night Sisters. She, in her mind, she didn't know the difference between a Sith and a Jedi. Yeah, mm-hmm. she just saw our main character with the Jedi with the, with the, with a lightsaber. And just assumed that he was just as bad as the ones who came to her planet and slaughtered her sisters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because um, they have a they have a lightsaber. Who cares if it's blue or red? Those are, those are just colors, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So I could definitely see that being a, a thing. I think that's a cool concept, also. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing. Is like he's out there looking for force wielders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't know the difference that there's. You know, to him, they were all enemy of the Mandalorians. So, you know, he's out there looking. Who's to say he's not going to walk up on the wrong one? Yeah. Whether she'd just be a Dark Force user or possibly, like you said, a former Inquisitor. Um, We don't know who's still out there. You know, we keep finding Jedi that survived the Empire. Uh, Who's to say there's not, you know, others? Well, clearly there are. Somebody built a Palpatine clone out in the Elder Regions. Right. I mean, yeah, I, feel about how that, how you will, but <laughs> I um, I'd guess that the format of this season is pretty much going to be the same as the first, with just instead of in the first season where he was going from planet to planet looking for a place to hide, mm-hmm. this time he's going from planet to planet looking for following up on leads of sorcerers and. One episode, he comes across Sasha Banks, and he has to fight her and kill her. And then at the end of the episode, he's like, well, we're back on the ship. On to the next one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Roll credits, you know? Right. Like, sort of um, like that pulpy uh, type style of storytelling that I think they did really well uh, in, in the first season. Episodic uh, um, mixed with just overarching story. I could see that being the format. Just every episode encountering a different potential home or caretaker for the child. Yeah. And I mean, why not? It worked really well for season one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, do basically the same thing with just a little bit, you know, different motivation. But yeah, I think that's, I think that's a very likely scenario. Um. Let's see what other are there any other rumors worth covering? Where did my my list go? I had a list. Great. Um So one other question, David, you did play Jedi Fallen Order, correct? I did play a Jedi Fallen Order. I just I forgot the name of it okay. for a second. So yeah. there, the the planet Ilum, mm-hmm. where you go to get your, where you get, you know, where the lightsaber crystals come from. Yeah, the yeah, the yeah, ice yeah. planet, uh, which I don't know if you've tracked the entire history of that or, or caught it, but that planet it was in Clone Wars, and then was in Jedi Fallen Order, and then was in the Force Awakens. Uh, yeah, that yeah. planet becomes Starkiller Base. Right. 
so we go to an ice planet on this, you know, in this trailer, it shows them on an ice planet with some ice caves. Are they on Ilum? So I don't remember exactly Force Awakens. So I guess, yeah, the whole, the whole planet didn't get destroyed in Force Awakens then, huh? Well, Force Awakens would be like 25 years after this anyway. Oh, that's right. I forget. This is before Force Awakens, after original trilogy. Yeah, about five it's years after to, Jedi. Hard to keep track. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that'd be freaking awesome if they were on Elm. I, I love that. I, I mean, I get, like, you know, you want to see new planets. It's a very big universe, but it's a very important planet to Force users. Yeah. It would make perfect sense for him to go there looking for... Um, any force users. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see that again. Yeah. I think it's, again, it's one of those things that if you're looking for force users and you're just tracking them through the lore, right. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, it's a place that's going to make sense to show up. Yeah. You know, I get like, it's a very big universe, blah, blah, blah. But you know, the way it works, it, it's, I feel like going from planet to planet in star Wars would be like going from, Mississippi to China here. You get on a plane and you go. And yes, it's a far away place, but you have a plane. And yeah. the sa- this is the same thing. Like you have your ship. You can you can yes, it's a very big universe. You can still go to planets that have been seen many times before just because it's not like it's on the other side of the galaxy. Even if it is on the other side of the galaxy like they're in they're in spaceships, you know. They can go to these planets. It's fine. It's okay. It's it's. But I there just, are also the most likely airport you're going to land at. Like if you're going to China, you know, you're going somewhere. You're going through Houston or you're going through Atlanta. <laughs> if you're leaving anywhere from around here, you know. So right. maybe it's something like that. You know, but like people are like, oh, why are we going to my site, Mos Eisley again? It's like, cause you're, you're heading that direction towards the outer rim. It's, it's a stopping point. It's a starting point. It's a, you know, everybody it's, it's like most, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, um, you're getting a la- layover in London. You're getting a layover in Shanghai. You know, it's, you're going through South Louisiana. You're probably going to end up in Baton Rouge at some point. Right. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say that that's Ilum. Marisha? Yeah, I, th- I think that's the most. I know Hoth has been thrown out there, but I think Ilum fits better. Um, so, really, the last thing I can come up with uh, to, to take a stab at on going into this season is, are we going back to Tatooine? Yes. Because we talk about we always. to say we are. Do what? It's always a safe bet to assume we're going to Tatooine. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like everything goes through Tatooine. It's it's like the Atlanta of the Star Wars world. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, when you die and go to heaven, you got to lay over in Atlanta on the way. <laughs> That's what I hear. <laughs> what so, about if you go to the exactly. other place? Is there still... <laughs> Probably still a layover in Atlanta. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those places that's just so important to Star Wars that right. I, I think that it makes sense. Well, and especially if you're doing The Force, and especially at this point post-Luke Skywalker. Right, I mean, it's the, home of the, it's the home of Luke Skywalker, it's the home of Anakin Skywalker. 
It's a place where, where Ben Kenobi hung out in the uh-huh. desert for a couple of decades. Yep. And it's it's the kind of place that people of ill repute find their way to. Right. So this wait, okay, so this is clicking with me right now. So this takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. About about, about five yeah. years. What are the now did they establish in the sequel trilogy how long it took for Luke to start training new Jedi? Um as far as new canon or expanded universe? New canon. New, like what we're doing right now. My impression of the new canon is that it was probably at least a decade before okay. he started his... That, that makes- he spent a fair amount of time after Jedi traveling around the galaxy learning about the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking for artifacts right. and things like That's that. That's fair. I just thought about like, you know... Did we, did they ever establish where Luke Skywalker went back to after Jedi? A lot of places. All right. I mean, I know he went to a lot of places, but like, if they ever settled down, like, where was his school? Um, do we know? I, you know, I'm sure it's in that we haven't done. That's the thing. There's not a lot out there about that yet. Which I think is intentional. Yeah. My thought was just maybe like, you know, the legend of Luke Skywalker is reaching some ears. Maybe he's going back to the rumored home of this rumored may yep. or may not have existed wizard that somehow ended the war. Yes. And I think that we, I hope that we see Din Djarin show up on a lot of places that kind of show up in the Legends of Luke Skywalker. Just places where he's rumored to have been, places where there are stories mm-hmm. of him being. That makes perfect sense. You know, let's hear let's hear them sitting around a can- let's see him sitting around uh, a bar with some other fellow travelers who were speaking stories about these sorcerers. Sort of in the same way we've talked about how like we imagine that the legends, the the old canon is just what mm-hmm. adventurers tell each other, uh, t- stories adventurers tell each other around campfires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's literally see that happening and then watch Din go from place to place, almost like tracking the history. Like, let's yeah, let's see him going from, let's see him on Hoth where he knew a Jedi, where he heard a Jedi maybe might have been at one point, on mm-hmm. Tatooine where a Jedi maybe might have been at one point recently. Um on Ilium, where Jedi's might have been at one point, maybe recently, you know, like, yeah, let's see him doing this. Maybe, I mean, I know Luke Skywalker's not showing up, and that's not what I'm saying, but I could easily imagine us hearing the name Luke Skywalker or something like that, oh, or being like, "There's a should. Jedi. At He's this... going from place to place. His name is Skywalker." Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point in time, it, it makes a lot of sense. Maybe it, that's it, what Jim Den's looking for. Probably makes more sense to hear Luke Skywalker's name drop than not. Yeah. Exactly. If he's looking for a sorcerer, right? You know, that's th- at this point, Luke is legend. Right. You hear, you know, um, Ray talks about like the legends of when she meets Han Solo. Like the legends are true of you, your General Solo, and and Luke Skywalker. Like that's all true. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's legend now. Yeah. yeah. And, and he could easily be tracking that. Yeah. 
So I've got one last question as we wrap up here. And we may not, we, we may never get an answer to this in the series. I think at some point they're going to address it. Might not be this season. Is the child a clone of Yoda? That'd be stupid. A reincarnation, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, the, the reason I ask is because we know the Emperor was experimenting with cloning. We also know the doctor that was working for uh, the Imperial at the beginning, uh, or in, in, in Season 1, mm-hmm. had the Camino symbol on his jacket which were the cloners that created the clone army. Oh, holy crap. Okay, well, I mean, like, that's... I mean, yeah, I don't know why else that that symbol would be on his jacket then. Because the, the other thing about Yoda's species, I mean, we literally only see one other of his species mm-hmm. in Star Wars, and he's still and probably will forever be listed as a species of unknown origin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if he's, a, if he's a Yoda clone, then we don't have to give any... Because I think Lucas was has always been a little protective of that information. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to give any information if he's a clone. Yeah. Now, now, now that I think about it, now that I'm really thinking about it, why... Did she send that the um I forget I'm forgetting what her title was the one who sent the armorer the, yeah the armorer why did she specify why he needs to go find the Jedi specifically to, for this child just because the child needed to be with his people now why are his people mm-hmm. the Jedi right because Which, I think that's all because I mean nobody knows what kind of what his species is. Right. But right. She, she knows that he's got these powers, these abilities. Oh, okay. You're right. Okay, yeah. You know that he's got... Okay. So, I totally slipped my mind for a I, second. I, I was like, does she know that that's a Yoda clone? And so he needs to be with his people? No, okay. He literally uses the Force. Right. That's why. Okay. It just it just slipped my mind completely. I feel so dumb right now, but okay. You saw where you saw where I was going with that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's like I mean I don't know why else they would have had that reference because that doctor at the beginning of season one. Now that I think about it, we never learned because he was all like, he 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 gave the whole spell like, no, I'm protecting him. Don't yeah. Understand? The only reason he's alive is because of me. Exactly. Yeah. Which also, I guess, would make sense of him saying like. The only reason he's alive is because of me, because I created him, because I cloned him from Yoda. Because I'm, I guess the Emperor had some Yoda DNA laying around from, <laughs> from the old days when he, you know, took a little bit of his gray hair or something. I guess. Yeah, I mean, there could have been any number of, you know, DNA material on the floor on that Senate where they were doing all that fighting. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, they'll have to obviously if that's the way they're going to go, they're going to have to do it. But I, I mean, at this point, I'm leaning really strongly towards this is this is Yoda, or at least a clone of Yoda. It doesn't have to be. I don't mean to say that he has to be Yoda because it would be really. I think it would be a really interesting dynamic 
because of the way that Yoda taught the clones uh-huh. and told them, look, like you're clones, but you're all different. You're all your own person. You're right. You're capable of making your own decisions and doing your own things. You're still and, people. Right. It's just because Literally you were created by a clone, you're still a person. Right. You're still a, your own being. So, I, I don't know. I think that the cloning thing could be kind of interesting. And I, honestly, I, I think it... Honestly, I, I think that it probably makes as much sense as anything else to have why we have another one of this species show up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, now that you put it that way, I, I, I'm finding it hard to imagine any other scenario. Well, it, it kind of makes sense with what we've seen. And it also makes sense why the Empire wants it so desperately, because it is a Force-sensitive... If it's a clone, it's a Force-sensitive clone. And the the Emperor has not had good success with Force-sensitive clones. Right. So do they ever explain how that baby ended up where it was anyway? No, they yeah. haven't. Um, Away and, from and whether the they Right. And whether they will or not, I don't know. My assumption at this point would be that we've had this collapse of the Empire and that their facilities, whatever kind of facilities they had scattered around the galaxy, could have fallen into all sorts of different hands. Right. Okay, that would make sense. Like maybe that facility where he was in the first place was where that doctor did the whole cloning process in the first place. But whenever the Empire fell, everything kind of went to crap. Those bandits or or whatever was there kind of just took over the facility. Yeah. And that baby happened to be there. And it's, it's almost like going back for your cargo. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like it's... It's everyone recognizes it as a valuable asset. So somebody grabs in and scoops it up and takes it away to hide it out and try and cash in on it later. Yeah. I feel like that's that's what the people were doing with it originally. Right. And and we also know there's a little detail that we haven't talked about much, but I think is still yet to play out. There were obviously multiple people Mm -hmm. trying to hunt this child down. Right. Because Din Djarin had a capture it alive order. Mm-hmm. Well, IG-11 had a kill order. Mm-hmm. So we don't know how many different people were trying to capture it and why some were kill orders and some were capture orders. Right. I assume we'll find out some of that. I mean, I think it would be interesting, knowing that the Emperor is still out there, it would be interesting if the Emperor issued the kill order. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. That would make sense to me. Um, Emperor issues kill order while the actual, like, Empire... I could just multiple people from... Like, the Empire is, like, split up into factions probably Mm -hmm. now. Yeah, um, presumably, presumably competing factions. Exactly. People now fighting for power over, you know, certain generals had certain people loyal to them and et cetera. And so, yeah, that, I mean, that would probably explain in my head. That's what I'm imagining is what happened now until is it explained until it is explained differently. Yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to wrap us up unless anybody had anything they wanted to add before we wrap up. Marisha's falling asleep. I know she doesn't. No, Marisha has a headache. Marisha's not falling asleep. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Course Not Radio Underground. Uh, David, where can people find you online? You guys can find me uh, on Twitter at David underscore JG Peoples and on my YouTube channel, Creative D&D. Sweet. All right. And Marisha, where can people find you? You can find me on my website, princessesandpadawans.com. I am on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore padawans. And I am P Padawans on Twitter. All right. You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sci underscore Fictionary. You can drop me a line at the Science Fictionary. I'm sorry. You can uh, you can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Crew underscore Podcast. That's C-R-U underscore Podcast. You can drop us a line at Coruscant Radio Underground at gmail.com. And of course, check out all of our stuff over at thesciencefictionary.com. You can also find the rest of our podcast family at red5network.com and at red5network on Twitter. And until next time, may the force be with you.